Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Well, talk about a new high. We came up the trail. Yeah, we're riding on our high horse today. We're literally riding on a high <laughs> horse today. So we came out to the ranch. Harvest Moon Ranch. Yes. Harvest Moon Ranch. And are literally sitting next to Khalif, the horse. Yep. And uh, and her owner. Well, I, 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 not necessarily. Actually, owner, yeah. um, he belongs to a friend of mine, Karen, because she has a big herd of horses. She let me use them for the horseback touring um, big shout riders. Out to Karen. Yeah, so big thank shout you, out to Karen. Karen. <laughs> yes, that's his mama. But owner of the Harvest Moon Ranch is Miss Cindy Moon. Hello. And caretaker of Khalif. Yes. Oh, and caretaker. <laughs> Aunt, of Auntie Cindy, I'll call myself. Auntie Cindy. There you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, one of the things we talked about uh, as far as business bros is getting out into the community and talking to different business o- business owners. And I preach it. I practice it. I send video messages via DM on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. And so when Cindy followed, I sent her a video and I said, hey, what's up? What's going on? I thought that was so cool. It was different, I, right? Yeah, it was different because not a lot of people do that on video and makes it almost a little more personal. And when I talk mm-hmm. to my clients, I often will send them video messages from myself instead of writing it all down. I think it makes it more interactive. Not just that. I'm kind of lazy. Oh. Right? I mean, <laughs> and that works honest, too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's definitely more personal. You know, it's me. It's not a, right. you know, a bot or anything sending a message. And so Cindy replied back. She's like, hey, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, I see, you know, your tag is, you know, East County. What was it? East County. East County Horseback horseback tours and i was like so what do you do Mm -hmm. and you know you kind of reached out i was like hey i think that'd be something pretty cool to do as a podcast would you be interested and you said absolutely (laughs) absolutely yes so here we are like literally out here in campo Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh um i'll be honest ladies and gentlemen it's a little chilly today (laughs) so i'm 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 a little bald ears dude my ears are cold but luckily i put the headphones on and we're ready to rock and roll we have a tight core title uh beanie if you want Ooh, i can get you another jacket too thanks a lot ryan (laughs) thanks a lot ryan so um putting the beanie on warm up the ears there you go get those ears warm there we go (laughs) <laughs> Perfect. Now I'm rocking and now rolling. How about set. that? Now, right. now I'm a little gangster in the in the country, but that'll work, right? It <laughs> works out here too. <laughs> Big shout out to Ryan Lipsy and Tycor Title and Absolutely. Haley Collier. So, uh, Cindy, tell me a little bit about this ranch. How, where, what prompted you to say I'm going out in the country and mm-hmm. I'm doing my thing? Well, I've, I've got kind of a story there then. Um, Ten years ago, I was actually a martial art instructor. I taught for America's Youth Outreach Program. But what, while I was teaching for them, something inside me was really like, uh, there's something else that I wanted to do. I knew there was something else. So I ended up leaving teaching. I flew to Germany to live with my dad for a year. And while I was there, I reconnected with my childhood dream, my childhood love. 
which was horses. And when I looked in the mirror one day and said, when I decided, I think I want to get back into the horse world, I looked in the mirror and said, can you see yourself living on a ranch and doing that for the rest of your life? And I said to myself, yes, 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 yes. So <laughs> I got more excited than I'd ever been in my life to pursue something. And I'll tell you at the time, I didn't know anything about horses. I knew how to get on and kind of giddy up had some experiences, but I didn't know how to care for them or train them, but I was on a mission. So I told my papa in Germany, I said, Papa, I'm going back to California. I'm going to go start a horse ranch. I didn't have a dollar in my pocket. And some people said, how are you going to do that? I said, I don't know, one little step at a time and I'll do it. So a week later, I flew back to California. The next day, the day I came in, I actually got a, a job at a bar so that I can work the nights and keep my days open. And then I went on Craigslist and just started searching for um, horse leasing, horse training, um, horse trainers. And I tried to get under anyone who was willing to teach me. I even had a 10-year-old girl giving me lessons because I was just so gung-ho on learning. Wow. So I got lucky and met some great people who took me under their wing, showed me their horses, let me lease their horses. And then I spent five years training under all any instructor that would teach me. And, um, and then from there, I just slowly built myself up until one day I was like, you know what? I can afford it. I can get my own horse. I'm knowledgeable. I'm ready to do it. So um, at that time, I also met my husband. I'm so lucky to have him because he totally jumped into the horse world with me. <laughs> um, literally, he became a cowboy. He's from um, down uh, Pacific Beach area. He's a surfer, you know, so. He was uh, riding just he, not horses. Exactly, a different <laughs> kind of riding. But when we met and I told him this is my dream and no one's taken it from me, he was like, let's do it. So he jumped on board and first we started, we bought one horse, then we bought two horses, then we bought three. We rescued a couple of them, meaning they came from a really um, bad situation. So we took them and put them as a part of our herd. And then, um, yeah, I just spent a good five years training myself, learning as much as I can about horses. And then five years ago, I started doing horse training where I started taking clients' horses in, working with their horses, competing. And then about a uh, a half a like six months ago I ended up going you know what my horses have been in pasture just hanging out enjoying themselves why not I put them to work and share with people the experience of what it's like to ride a horse a lot of people in San Diego have never ridden a horse I've taken riders that have never even seen a horse but it's a very uplifting feeling to get together with a big animal yeah and work no, with them yeah definitely and i mean kudos to you because basically what if i'm hearing you right you did this overnight <laughs> 10 years of hard work 10 years of overnight hard work yes but i mean to to have a, a dream or goal yeah. or aspiration and then to grind literally like literally go out and do everything you possibly can and every waking hard. hour to develop and uh yeah. you know this dream this passion mm -hmm. to do what you want to do it's a testament of where you are that's why you know seeing that you launched the tours in january yeah. and where you're at like today of course it's successful you've been you've been living this yeah. life for 10 years prior to doing that so tell me how you ended up with this ranch in particular I, you were telling me earlier about how you got married here i did yes what? we we That's started so cool. off in a lakeside where i boarded at first and then we wanted to start our own ranch so then we leased a property up in ramona it was 44 acres beautiful um and then that house was being sold so we had to get out of there and we decided we wanted to go further out into the country be a bit more rural i wanted a trail system which is perfect for my horseback touring business because mm -hmm. where i was in ramona I, I was kind of gridlocked. I had to trailer out to go out to the trails. When here, I can just saddle up and head out my back door and I can disappear for the for a day or ride all the way to Canada if I wanted to. So <laughs> what that brought us out here was the openness and we found this little property and fell in love. So I, I'm pretty sure when we buy someday, we're probably gonna stay out here in Campo. I love it out here. So it's definitely, I mean, 
for those you city folk, right? Yes. Like me. <laughs> most of us. For I most live, of us, I live in Bankers folk. Hill, for Christ's sake. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> downtown as you're going to get. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a little mm-hmm. bit of a drive, but it's a beautiful drive. Yes. I mean, very and easy. Very easy. Mm-hmm. Such. A, uh, we saw hawks. We yeah. Saw, mm-hmm. And it's not mm-hmm. even a sunny day. I mean, the wildlife that's out. A lot of wildlife the, out here. Just, just the trees, the mm-hmm. grass, the mountains, it's the quiet. views. It's, it's peaceful quiet and peaceful so we love that the air is so fresh out here and I stay more grounded I feel being out here I I don't do technology a lot I don't even watch tv um aside from maybe Netflix and we came and bombarded you yeah no this is great I need I I appreciate (laughs) technology there's a place for it and but being out here just helps me stay more grounded and in tune with myself and with the animals and in a way I feel healthier out here absolutely so you know that's something you know we we have pets james for example has katie right katie's a nice uh, uh a rhodesian ridgeback I yeah have a rhodesian. She's, nice. she's beautiful oh, she's a great dog uh that's about the extent of my experience with animals ah, <laughs> you know uh, what i'm gonna do to you after this then we're, what? i'm sticking you on a horse uh, you know i've actually Ooh, been on a horse so the last time i rode a horse i must have been eight or nine years old way down deep in mexico and over there that's just how they got around yeah yeah you know, it was, exactly that's just you know we that's were we rich traveled. because we rolled up in a car <laughs> right, right? I mean, that, that's the that's the the world that that we you know we went to go visit so it's it's been a different it's been a long long time since yeah. i've been on a horse but uh they're still beautiful creatures they are. um so the thing i was going to ask you about the animals was i know he develops a very personal relationship with his dog that's his baby that's mm-hmm. his you know mm-hmm. he he goes home and he looks forward to giving her hugs she looks forward to seeing him every single day what's it like you know with a horse do you have the same type of relationships with, with your very similar you would develop it maybe a little differently than you would a dog because a dog is a prey animal horses are a predator i mean sorry opposite a dog is a predator horses are prey animals so there's a little different way that I interact with the horses and um, I try not to apply human psychology to them I apply horse psychology so if they understand you um, yeah they'll totally latch on to you like you're a, like a dog would to a human too um, my horses are really close to me because I do their feeding and their training um, and all the riding as well so I'm very connected to them they they know me very well <laughs> what's it like taking care of a horse i mean there's more to it than yes. just you know petting them yes it's <laughs> right? a lot to and throwing it. a saddle on and going right. to it. tell yes. me a little bit about what a day is like here on the ranch well it starts off every mo- morning with, with getting up at the crack of dawn i hear them neigh as soon as i walk out and we usually feed our horses just once a day we throw all their hay out in the morning sometimes a little bit in the evenings and uh and yeah the day usually consists of keeping things clean feeding, watering, cleaning pens if I need to. I set it up so my horses are in a pasture so it's not as much cleanup part. Um, but we do spend a lot, really most of the work is actually keeping our land like um, it's overgrown right now. So we have to mow everything and and keep um, fire breaks around here. So I think keeping up with the ranch itself is a little bit more work than my horses. The way I set it up makes feeding and cleaning very easy because it's just me and my husband. So I had to set it up so that, and we also have other jobs that we go to. Um, so I had to be smart and set it up so that all the basics that it's done every day is real easy, quick and easy to do. So it takes me about an hour and a half every morning, get everything done, and then I'm pretty much free after that. And I'll spend time with the horses or do training work with them. Since I started the business, um, I spent six months before I launched it um, training my horses, getting them ready for beginner riders. So like I said, I've, I, I take people who've never been on horses before. Sometimes they're nervous. I've had some guys clam up and almost didn't know what to do. So I need my horses to be relaxed and ready to just take care of the rider so that they can sit relaxed, not fear for their life while they're out there and, and enjoy the horse and the scenery 
scenery around them. Yeah, for sure. They're definitely beautiful animals, yeah. but they're big. Yes. Like, I, you know, yes. I've seen, you know, since I was a kid, I've seen cartoons, you know, like, horse turns around and kicks you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, seeing, you know, the big majestic animals like that behind us, it, it, they just, you kind of get a little nervous yeah. when you're a little close to them, I right? I, I understand that, that, you know, they're probably more scared of me than I am yes. of them. Don't but you. you know how do you get your clients to come over and, and kind of get over that yeah fear? i have a real good knack for teaching teaching people i like i said i taught martial arts for seven years so when it comes to teaching I'm, i've got a knack especially with horses to convince people to be calm relax and the more pointers i'm giving to the riders then the more they feel relaxed um you're always afraid of what you don't know so as long as i give them those basic pointers i've not had anyone not wanting to get on yet so, yes, it's always my pointers explaining to them um, how to navigate the horse and a little understanding into horse psychology. And that usually makes people a lot more confident, comfortable. Like, they're not going to eat you. They're not, <laughs> not going to take off running. I know some people have had bad experiences on horseback, and that's where I feel like it's not the horse that failed them. It's the person that put them mm-hmm. on that horse that failed them. And I always promise people my horses are easy going. They're not going to take off and buck or none of that stuff. So that usually, once people get on my horses, they usually relax and go, oh, okay. It's not so bad. And with the pointers, everyone starts riding like a cowboy out there and really enjoying it. I I had one person really clam up out there, and I ended up just ponying him out on trail. And then next thing you know, halfway into it, he was like, I got this. And he rode the whole ride on on his own. So It's one of those things you just kind of got to acclimate yourself. You just got to hop on there and just do it. And yeah, yeah, I I get some people at first, they they seem real tense. And then as we get going, then they relax and enjoy it. And so it's a a good experience. I'll teach you to kind of open up and not fear these animals because they're like I said, they're not going to eat you. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good thing. I didn't <laughs> no. want to get eaten by a horse. No. <laughs> so I have a quick question for you. What is something that you do to set them up for beginner riders? Like mm-hmm. you mentioned that you make sure that they're comfortable yeah. with beginners riders, yeah. beginner riders. What is something that you do for that specifically? That's a big question. A best way to say is one of the things I do with them is I do a lot of desensitizing work. Horses naturally are very sensitive animals. Mother Nature said to the horse, if you're scared, don't think about anything. Just take off and run. React. Exactly. Of all domesticated animals, horses have the fastest reaction timing. So they don't think. So if they're scared, they take off. So when I work with them, I do exercises that help change their brain from being a reactive animal to a thinking animal. So I teach them to think about things and wait for human. And if they're unsure about something, to stand still and wait for me. So instead of their nature saying, I got to take off and run, I'm scared, they actually sit and they stand and wait with me and stand still. So I'll do games like the standing still game. I'll take things out that might scare them and I'll do something called pressure release where I'll bring what's scary up to them and when they're about to kind of explode, I take it away. And then I go back and forth. So the horse realizes that um, the, the scary is gonna go away. I never pressure them with it. Like imagine if you're scared of a spider and I'm trying to help you get unafraid of the spider. Would it help if I just stuck the spider in your face and said, get yeah, over it, get over freak it? You'd freak me out. You'd done. flip out. But what <laughs> if I kind of stood maybe 10 feet away, talked to you a bit about it, maybe come a little closer and then walked away? You see how I build you up to it? Same thing with horses. If you do things slowly, a pressure release, take it away, it'll build their minds to saying, oh, this isn't so bad. It's going to go away. But if you keep pursuing it, them with the scary, you're going to create a more reactive animal. So there's a, little, a lot of exercises I do to help switch their brain from a reactive to a thinking horse. I like that. 
because we can use that in business a lot like all you got to do is get out there and try it yeah. just a little bit and then you know maybe you're not going to knock on five doors right. today but you're knock on one door that's a good and then the next day you're going to knock on two doors right. and you're going to notice that they're not going to bite so maybe you jump up a little bit to baby five steps doors. Yeah. baby steps right you break things down for them don't never start at level 10 start at level one with them and some horses reach level 10 really fast some horses need a lot more time it depends on their mentality Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So speaking of different riders and different size people that come on, mm-hmm. come onto the ranch, um, tell me a little bit about the different horses that you have here. Yeah, I have. So I own um, seven horses. Um, I do have Khalif that's on hand with me. That's, um, like I said, he's my friend's horse. She let me use him so I can put him to work, give him a job. He's been great. Um, so I do have, um, I have a warm blood, an Arabian, two Arabians. My husband rides one of them. I ride the other one. He's the trail boss. I'm the only one who rides that one, but the four horses that I use mainly for the trail riders are, um, Toby, my warm blood. He's my big 16, three hand horse. I got him for the big riders. So I have riders that come up there just under 300 pounds. And <laughs> so he, he takes care of those riders. And then I have Misty, which is my appendix mare. She can also take up to 250 pounds. I have two big horses for the bigger riders. Um, And then I have my pony, Mariah, which is great for the little kids. So I'll pony kids out there or even give lessons um, to kids with her. And who's the other one I have? Oh, and Hidalgo, my paint. He's also good for the kids, too. Nice. So, so kids, like, what, what, what do you think is an appropriate age so that you know if a family's thinking about coming out and riding, mm-hmm. you know, in, and we have multiple ages, what's a good time to start? What age are you thinking? Really, honestly, any age is a good time to ride. I, out here in the country, there are kids that are three years old already out there running gymkhanas and just riding as good as me you know because they're born in this lifestyle the parents really uh, challenge them with horses so kids out here at very young ages are already riding but to come out with me just for the liability I do I do try to have the kids be at least like nine ten years old to take them out on trail but I do offer kids kids rides on the ranch as well too I did have an eight-year-old girl come out but she had been taking lessons and had been riding so I went ahead and let her ride and she rode all on her own for two and a half hours out there that little girl was awesome um Shout out to Kylie <laughs> if she listens. Um, but yeah, so I would say to come out to me, if they're 10, year, 10 years and older, I can take them out on a trail ride. Um, any younger than that, then I would probably uh, lessen them here on the premise and let them ride the horses. So just, they can just still for ride, safe. just Absolutely. a little bit, you know, more contained. Uh, yes, exactly. Just for safety. I do really trust my horses, but be- but because I'm just starting this, I want to make sure I, I see everything, know everything. And um so I'm taking my time with that. My goal is actually to possibly get a couple more string of ponies for horses. Either I'll feed Lisa, maybe I'll buy them um, and add more kids' horses to my string so I can take bigger groups of kids out. So we know we we live in an area. There's there's the Benita area. Yeah, and there I grew are people, up there. Yeah, see, yeah. and there are people in Benita who yes. have horses. Yeah, and they want to do some trail riding type of stuff, right? So how do they get? Are they able to come out here and yeah. and blaze some trails over here? Yeah, absolutely. If people out um, in other areas besides Campbell have their own horses and a trailer, um, they can actually come to my ranch, stage at my ranch, and I will take them on a private tour on their horse out around here. Today I had um, six women show up with their uh, trailers and horses, and they. Up and I took them on a three-hour tour around Campo. 
So, so if I was to plan an event, like I was, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to come horseback riding. My wife's never done it or my kids have never done it. Um, what should I expect? How do I book it? How many hours, you know, yeah. what, what's that like? If you go on my website, eastcountyhorsebacktours.com, there you'll see you have options of a one hour tour, a two hour tour. I have two different two hour tours and even a three and a half hour tour. And it explains their pony rides that I offer as well. So if you're interested in booking a ride, you just go there and it'll give you all the options for the, sorry, for all the uh, uh, trails that I offer there. And there's, do you have uh, one more time? One more time. What was that website? EastCountyHorsebackTours.com. EastCountyHorsebackTours.com. Yeah. And uh, so are the trails like different difficulty levels or is it like pretty much once you're able to ride, you're able to handle it? Yeah, I pick out the the easy trails here for safety because all the rides are walking ride only, only. We follow single file just so the horses know their job and the riders can sit and relax and just enjoy. If there are... um, riders out there who are experienced i can even offer a faster paced ride for those but that's separate i don't want to mix um inexperience and experience because mm-hmm. um bad things could happen yeah. so mm-hmm. i want to keep, keep up and exactly i want to keep people yourself. yeah i want to keep people safe um so yeah um there's a lot of trail systems out here that are very difficult there's a portion of the pacific crest trail i go on where you're actually on the edge of kind of a cliff and there's a drop off um, so Ooh, I will not nice. take riders on that unless they understand how to ride and navigate their horse. So the horses won't jump or anything. They don't want to fall, but Khalif it can be a little really sketchy. Khalif wants to say hi. Hi, baby. What's up, <laughs> He's like, Mama, what's the point of this? He's like, I thought we were going to go ride. <laughs> like, are you going to hop on I here know. anytime soon? <laughs> I was going to point out that what we have down here is the Pacific Crest Trail. If I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but um, it starts here and it goes all the way to Canada. It's a recreational hiking and equestrian trail. So if you wanted to hike it, you could go up to the monument, the southernmost tournament terminus here in campo and hike it all the way to canada which is 2650 miles holy moly i just met sorry again i just met some hikers up there i took the ladies up to that monument and i met a group of hikers that said yep we're heading to canada and they just do it like on horseback all the no, way no they're hiking hiking they're hiking yeah i know i think that's way harder oh it's i'd rather ride it yeah i'd I'm rather like, ride it too i don't, don't want to hike i just want to ride yeah <laughs> no, i mean yeah. that's, that's got to be a long time to travel 2,000 miles? Yep. It's, uh, I, last summer, I met two hikers that were coming the opposite way, and I just started talking to him. I said, where are you from? He goes, Canada. It's like, oh, my God, how long did it take you? He said, four and a half months on the trail. Wow. Four and a yeah, half months. And he was months. finishing that day. I was like, you're only three miles away from the finish line. He's like, yep, Same. finishing it today. Yeah, wow. three, th- four months, four, four and a half months, yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. that it, when when people come on these tours, what do you what do? You, walking them through what are you telling them i'm sure you know i mean I, i've seen like the la bus tours right <laughs> they yeah on a yeah. double-decker bus and they're like check it out brad pitt lives right right here. right <laughs> what, what, what goes on in campo don't don't have anyone famous out here but um <laughs> yeah i share with people actually the history of campo you are actually right now on a old world war ii army base camp um so back in pearl harbor when that happened the u.s government was thinking we might have a japanese invasion over the mexican border which is straight that way up that hill you can actually see it from here um we're only about a mile and a half from the border 
And um, so they brought in one of the last cavalry units into this area. Um, and they were known as the Buffalo Soldiers, which was a group of African-American men that fought oh, for the U.S., the Buffalo yeah, Soldiers. Yeah, I read yeah. about them in yeah. the uh, Veterans Museum we at have Balboa them. Park. They were stationed all in this area, and they were given the name Buffalo Soldiers because the Native Americans in this area had never seen humans with such dark skin. Yeah. So they were called the Buffalo mm. Soldiers, yeah. See, going to the museums actually yeah. did me some good. I yeah. knew that Good, one. you knew that, yeah. <laughs> and there's I didn't know that it was here, though. Yep. This is really cool. This and is said, where it was. It's called Camp Lockett. This is this was the veterinary yeah the, hospital. the the house up there that brown cabin that building that I live in was the veterinarian hospital so horses were actually operated in there across the road my neighbor's house was the stables but it was remade into a home and then behind me further on the trails there's um, stable buildings we have a a um, three hundred bed convalescent um, hospital. And just old buildings from back in that era still. So when I ride people through, I'm kind of explaining to them some of the history. But most of the talk is really about horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But still, I mean, it's yeah. cool to know. But like James, for example, he has he's on a mission this year to um, go to every single museum at Balboa Park. <sighs> Right. And so he's been doing it. So we literally on our yeah. calendar for the podcast, he blocks off days. Right. And those are museum and days. Go to the ones here. We have three. We have the Gaskill Brothers Stone Store Museum, which is right off the 94. That was the very first um, grocery store opened here back in like the 1800s, late oh. 1800s by the Gaskill Brothers. Yeah. And then we also have the Campo Railway Museum, which is right across the road from me. They actually run the same train from back then. Um, and the weekends they run it so you can ride it for. 10 bucks and it takes you halfway to Tecate and back. It's a beautiful scenic tour, a um, train tour. Super cool. Yeah, and then we're actually opening the Buffalo Soldiers Museum down here at Camp Lockett. I'm going to be offering soon uh, something called the Camp Lockett Tour, and it's going to come with a stop at that museum. So I'll ride you to it. You get to dismount, go into the museum, check it out, and then I'll take you on a back. Camp Lockett Equestrian Center was the old Calvary training area for the cavalry horses fighting yeah. fighting mm -hmm. on horseback mm -hmm. we don't do that anymore um so down there is where they have the equestrian center and i will take people on the ride down there and i'm getting together with the historian less he knows everything there is to know about the history down here so when i get together with him he's going to teach me all the stories and just more stuff i can share with yeah. the riders yeah how long would that uh tour be from here to the museum and an hour and a half. About an hour and a half. An hour and a half, Very yeah. Cool. But yeah. I mean, th dude, yeah, think about how cool. cool that is, dude. Like, yeah. one of my favorite movies is okay, Tombstone, no. right? Yeah, yes. Tombstone. And so, and so to literally, to literally <laughs> yes. go on a tour, yes. right, where you ride up, yep. and then you dismount, dismount. and you tie go up your horse, yep. and you walk into something. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. I met right? Peter Schrako from Tombstone. Really? He do, yeah, I met him. We did years ago when I did Night of the Horse. I got to meet him. He rode in. Really cool guy. It was just kind of cool to meet someone from Tombstone because that's a classic, you know? Yes, oh, it is. It's Total a classic. classic. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, just to, just to have that experience. I, I mean, Absolutely. granted, I'll probably hop off in my, like, Jordans or something, but, <laughs> that's you know, totally fine. but I can still be wearing a hat. Nobody's got to look at the shoes. <laughs> oh, people have shown up in shorts. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, and, I, and sometimes I'm like, well, isn't it kind of common sense to wear pants but no people show up in shorts no problem it's san diego yeah I don't know san diego i'm well, like the, it's all good the saddle kind of covers anyways right so it gives you yeah. a little bit less and we're, space, but and we're just walking but i mean if you were moving out doing a fast pace you would not want to wear shorts you get chafed you'll get rubbed mm. raw yeah Yes, that, so, okay, ladies and gentlemen, so you'll if you're going to do the horse tour, wear pants. Yeah, yeah well, you'll definitely wear, have to let us pants. know when that, when that <laughs> tour starts there to the museum, because I like museums. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, I'll definitely let you know, for yeah, sure. you'll definitely want to check it out. Yeah. Dude, so. Right out here on my steel horse and get on a real there one. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a little choppy. 
It's going to make a lot of noise. I'm going to scare the horses out here. Uh, <laughs> hope not. They, they, they've been trained well. They Yeah, my horses are pretty used to all the, the loud sounds of cars and vehicles because we do in, encounter them out there. Um, as long as we keep everything walking pace, they, they really don't care about, about those things. I, I did desensitize them pretty well. So There you go. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. How are we doing? Uh, we're... 26. Oh, okay, cool, cool. I just want to make sure. Minutes. Usually, you see, uh, a little bit of side note so that people don't know, but usually he's sitting right next to me, and so when we get close to time, he, like, gives me a little nudge uh, on the thing. Gotcha. So, <laughs> so gotcha. Since he's so far away, I was like, I got to check with him a little bit. Um, so one of the – one of the the only prob- – the, probably the only thing that we ever really talk about when it comes to horses out there in the uh, – civilized world i guess what i want to call it or the city folk world city world right is horseshoes right oh, so we play horseshoes yeah. what's it like changing a horseshoe for on a horse on like a isn't horse. it kind of nerve-wracking no not really um i i've never done it myself my husband actually um trims our horses himself we don't shoe them unless they need to my my horse that i do endurance racing on when we do our endurance races then we'll fully shot them um but it, it's it's not that cra- I guess for me it's not that crazy to see yeah they do nail them on but it helps add that extra protection because I mean I'm covering 25 to 50 miles in one day mm-hmm. in two to six hours and we're going over rocky terrain so um, it does help the horse not to have any um, lameness issues by throwing on those extra little uh, padding to help their feet out yeah how but do you, how do you know when a horse gets like super tired Oh, they'll tell you for sure. Most horses have pretty good endurance, but they'll tell you they'll walk slow. Um, a horse that's super relaxed will have their head very low to the ground or kind of low. A horse that's kind of on alert will have their head up in the air like this. So if they're kind of lax, you'll usually see them drop their head medium and they'll cock one leg up. So you can usually see in their body language when they're just kind of chill. You'll know when a horse is on alert because they'll be on all fours. I call that flight position. So yeah, they're perked, they're up, perked up looking up. like you can tell. Yeah, their ears are forward. They might snort when they snort. That's usually like them giving warning to the other horses like, hey, there's something weird going on over here. Uh, yeah. Have you ever had any issues with like snakes, for example? Yeah, I see them often. I saw two rattlers out there on Saturday. I took a couple out for a ride and we saw two of them, which is pretty rare even for me. And I did recently see a rosy boa, which is way cool. That's super rare to see out here. And I'm I'm all the time on these trails. So to see that was a real treat. I saw you took a picture, posted that one. On I, did, right? I did. I did. I did. I did. I put a video on there about yeah. it. I was just so I felt like I was Steve Ir- Irwin. I was like, so beautiful. <laughs> so gorgeous. Yeah. How I do love the horses it. react to the snakes? Because I know I would freak out. Yeah, no, they don't really react at all. I mean, they see it and kind of stop and we make sure we don't go near them. I've had one horse um, that I was riding that actually kind of spooked because at Poway I was riding up this hill and in the hillside there was a snake and I stopped and looked and it actually struck out at me and made my horse kind of jump sideways a little bit and then I just took off. It's like okay, let's not bother that snake. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, but he, out he, here, it's marking his territory. <laughs> no, no, I was talking about the snake. Snake's marking oh, his territory. Yeah. It's time to to move out of the way. Now that would that would definitely make me nervous. I know as a kid we did a lot of hiking. Uh, we did a lot of you know not on horses, but a lot of hiking as as uh, we were in this like Boy Scout group called Pathfinder. So we did a lot of that sort of stuff. Nice. And I remember bumping into some snakes. And I, yeah, I see I, them out there. Yeah, rattlers. Uh, you know what? As Kings, kid, gophers, yeah, racers. I'm sure it could have been almost anything, but just the fact that it's there yeah. kind of would make yeah. me nervous, right? And what would make me even more nervous is a lot of times they don't even draw attention. They're no. just curled up. And you pass by, yeah. and, and we would travel in packs, like, you know, 10, 12 of us right. at a time. And I'm, I'm like, eighth in line. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that kind of freaks me out. They usually don't want to be seen. They're 
handlers are there to kind of let you know like hey i'm right here we love seeing though the king snakes the racers and the gophers the king snakes actually eat rattlers and i see those more on my property which is a good thing i don't i don't mind rattlers if they're out on trail i marvel at them but I definitely don't like seeing them on the property because of the dogs, the horses, you know, no one wants to get bit. So, yeah. Yeah. So I noticed you did have dogs. Mm-hmm. Do they run around the, the compound too a lot? They do. They, they get along with the horses really Oh, yeah. Well? Oh, I, I train them. They're not allowed to go. I, my horses are great with dogs, but I teach my dogs to treat all of the horses, all horses the same because so I met some horses that are like dog killers. They'll go after a dog or kick a dog, you know? So I teach my dogs to give the horses space and don't walk under, under them and all that. But they, yeah, they love it out here. A lot of space. Yeah. Yeah. Every dog's dream. Yes. <laughs> when yeah, we moved from the city and went to Ramona on 44 acres, it they they changed because they were outside all the time. And I don't have to watch them. I can let them go and mm-hmm. here, go play around. You know, they, they're happy dogs out here. Absolutely. Now, check it out. I got Mila in the background. I brought my daughter yeah. today because she loves horses. She's like so excited, yeah. ready to hop on and, uh, Get and you go on for a little horse. ride. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So if, uh, if I got anxious kids like that, why don't you tell the audience one more time? How do they get a hold of you? How do they book? Yeah. Um, what's a what's a tour normally range in price? And what's the best time of year to come and, you know, yeah. get a ride? Right now actually was the perfect time because we're not into that hot, hot heat. It does get really hot out here in Campo. So I'll be planning to, once June hits, to do early a.m. rides and leave the middays where no riding because I don't want to torture people. It, gets, it can get up into the hundreds out here. So I'll be having early morning rides. I will also be doing sunset rides for the afternoon, and we're adding moonlight rides where we will ride out on a full moon night. The whole place is lit up. I will only be doing about two people, two to three people max on that one to start. But like I said, once I get more horses, then I might go up to four people on that. So if you're interested in booking a tour, just check out my website eastcountyhorsebacktours.com there you'll see all the information I have the one hour tour uh, the one hour runs $50 per rider and the two hour tours that those are actually about two hours to two hour, two and a half hours but I say it's only two hours um, so you get a lot of ride time and that runs $100 per person um, if you <laughs> if you if you yeah if you um follow my page i will regularly put kind of coupons on there and discounts 10 percent, 20 percent to kind of draw people out so um follow my uh my facebook page where there you'll see um when i post discounts i'll probably be doing one in june all right and i think we're going to partner with you and uh offer some promos and get you some yeah more business, that would sweet be, that'd be super cool just to have some people like send us videos back look we did yeah, it <laughs> yeah people I, i've been amazed at the feedback i've been getting people have been loving it they're reminding me about where i live because they'll come out and ride and i ride this every day so sometimes i forget the beauty i'm in and i take these people out and they're just like wow oh my god and i'm looking around going you're right yeah i gotta keep reminding myself it is gorgeous out here mm-hmm. so um i think people are liking the experience i think it's unique this is more private um, and I think I'm a pretty good people person, so I make everybody feel comfortable. I like to talk to them, and um, if it's an anniversary or birthday, I'll make it extra special for that. So, um, yeah, I think this will be a unique experience if anyone was interested in coming and riding with me. Really quick, I'm just going to swing the camera over here and <gasps> Look at show that. those horses See? way in the back over there. There's the herd. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely unique. Uh, I mean, we drove out in the car up here. Uh, we are in a car all day. It used to be, you know, that this is how we traveled. Yeah. It used to be yes. that this is just part of an everyday life. Yep. And that life is almost non-existent for most folks now. So it for is. them to step out a little bit and yes. take a blast from the past and enjoy nature a little mm-hmm. bit, enjoy 
you know, what it's like to be on a horse yeah. again. It's amazing. If you need to just get away a little bit, if you need to ground yourself, if you need a little therapy, if you just need to feel something different, I, I suggest people try getting on a horse. I like the <laughs> idea for like a team yeah. building. You get, you yeah. know, a couple a couple corporate retreats and you come out here and relax and, and <laughs> do a little bit of, Yeah, I had, someone had given excited. me, yes, someone had given me that idea and I thought that would be so fun to do. Um, I, I actually work part-time at The Lot in La Jolla. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. heard of that place. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a, a theater. And um, uh, my manager said that they have some managers interested in coming out to ride together as a team building nice. thing. And I yeah. was like, that is such a great idea because it is it can be a, a, a team thing together. I even thought about teaching people how to uh, saddle up themselves, go get the horse themselves and yeah. making it a whole, instead of just show, show up, I get you on the horse and go, you can show up and I will ha- let you go get your own horse. We'll tack the horse up, we'll, we'll groom the horse and then get on, get a little tutorial and then head out on trail together. See, that'd Love be awesome. that idea. Yeah. Yeah. What would be the maximum group size for that? So far, I can only do four because of the limited okay. amount of horses that I have and that's going to come with some restrictions too because like I said I only have two horses for high weight so if I had three males that are at like 250 that might be tough for me because I only have two horses mm. that can carry that amount of weight so for now I'm a little bit limited um, but we're, that's what we're working four, towards is maybe four is a good number four is a yeah. good number four I'd say number. yeah I've taken a couple of groups out with four I always have a back rider just to watch the back my husband rides with me um, but yeah I can do up to four people that's why I say call me and see if it's something I can work out for you That'd be cool because I, I think that would be a really cool thing to put together. And, yeah. And I just think it's, you know, it's something different. Yeah. It's something that you might be a little nervous about, but you did it together with yes. your group. It takes you to a whole new level right. as a as a core. Yes. You know, as a core group. So definitely, definitely Teamwork. something cool. Cindy, thanks a lot for, you yeah. know, inviting us into your ranch. It's Thank such you. such a beautiful place, such a great atmosphere. It's a little chilly today. But uh, yeah, that's I'm so nothing sorry. It was so cold. <laughs> but I it was, was like, still, really, today? <laughs> yeah, I know. But it was still, I mean, it's still amazing out here. Just, yeah. I mean, honestly, honestly, if you could, I wish you guys can just take a deep breath and, and just feel what it's like in the country air. Yeah. And just how soothing, how relaxing, yeah. how quiet, how peaceful it is out here. Backcountry. Um, you know, I in, I invite all of you guys to come check this place out. So one more time, the website? EastCountyHorsebackTours.com. EastCountyHorsebackTours.com. That's where you got to go. Book it. Come check it out. It's Yay. amazing. It's a nice drive. Make it a day. Enjoy, you know, what yeah. nature has to offer yeah. and what Miss Cindy Moon and the Harvest Moon Ranch has to offer. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, really quick reminder. We're still collecting shoes, not, not horseshoes. Horse <laughs> I knew you were gonna go with that. I knew you were gonna go with that. <laughs> we are brothers after yeah, all. It's true. It's true. Three hundred sixty-five pairs of shoes. So hit up James six one nine eight eight four zero zero four five or James at csfirst dot com so he can go over right over in his iron horse, his Harley. Steel, yeah. steel horse. Steel horse. Iron steel horse. horse. I mean, Sorry. Bon Jovi says steal horse, so okay, well, we're going with that. He'll roll over, ride right over in his Harley, horse. pick up those shoes uh, so we can get them donated. Um, by the end of the year, we're looking for 365 pairs. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, find us at Business Bros Pod. Shoot me an email, Hernan at csfirst.com or 619-884-4915 or hit me up. I do want to do lunch with people, so I don't know if I'm going to come all the way out here for lunch, no but worries. if you're uh, closer to uh, Chula Vista area, let me know. I'd love to have lunch with you sit down and maybe i can coax you into getting on the podcast that way what do you think that'd be cool do it people do it
Do it. Do it. <laughs> All right, Cindy. Uh, Thank who you. do you think would be a great podcast guest? Actually, I know exactly who I like to recommend. Um, my friend, soon, may, maybe soon to be sister in law too, um, Dr. Ooh. Jess, Jessica Petros. Um, she's kind of a big instru- uh, uh, inspiration to me because she started off on Instagram also, which is kind of what I'm doing to kind of market myself using Instagram. And she built a big platform on there. She's a natural holistic doctor and she shares a lot of information that I feel like not most doctors want to let you know she's very real with you and um, she gives you information that I I feel is so valuable Um, she is on Instagram as uh, Dr. Jess if you want to check her out and um, she's just to me she's a valuable person because of that health information that she shares with everybody she truly wants to heal people as opposed to just put you on drugs and make that circle keep going you know what I mean like it's out there and she's kind of like a whistleblower she's trying to put a stop to that and share with people like no you can be your own best doctor and uh, yeah follow her on Instagram she shares a lot of great info on there yeah definitely um I mean we're gonna have you hook us up put us on a little three-way DM I'll send her a video too yeah it's yours yeah I'll (laughs) I'll let her know yeah we'll get her on the podcast here soon in the future uh we're booking up May so make sure you guys uh let me know as soon as possible Cindy, Hi. thanks a lot Thank again. You. I, you know, really appreciate the time put out here. And uh, thanks, Khalif. Yeah, and, yeah, and Khalif, shout out to, to Khalif for being part of the podcast, too. Didn't say much, but he was yeah. there the whole time. It's like, I'm present. <laughs> I'm present, he said. I'm present. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for you guys today. Thanks Thank a lot, you. Cindy. Thank Peace. You. Bye-bye. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home? or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show. 